This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. There are harvest fields uh, beyond the one that we live and work in. There are people. This Alexander uh, City surrounding area, though I believe we are the apple of God's eye, and it's a very special place, but it's part of a much bigger picture. And we have to be, we have to be mindful and and careful. Should we should we care uh, about other places and other faces? I, I think that we, I think that we should, for this one reason alone, is that God does. So the title of this of this series is "So Will I." So if God cares, if God so loved, then so will I. Amen. John 3.16 is probably one of the most quoted and, uh, verses of Scripture in the, in the Bible. Uh, it's, uh, it's made its way into all kinds of places in society. You'll see it on the back of tractor-trailer trucks. You'll see it on billboards. You'll see it in the most unlikely uh, of places because it really it really is just the centerpiece of uh, of God and who he is and what he does and how he feels about us uh, John 3:16 the new living translation says for this is how God loved the world he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life Let's pray so that um, it's not just you and me looking and listening to one another here today. We're really believing to hear from God. It's just a miracle when we, you know, a lot of people don't don't see the need for this, but it is actually a miraculous thing that happens when two or three people gather together. The Lord said he would be there in the midst of us and that, and that, it's a very special thing that he's super, it's a natural thing on our part, but it's a super thing on his part, is that though we're all uh, here together and um, looking at the same verse of Scripture, maybe hearing just the same voice, that God speaks individually to each one of us. I love the verse in the song that says there's eight billion ways that his love is expressed. Each one a child, amen, of God. Each one a child that, he, uh, that he's after. Eight billion people on the planet, yet God knows you personally. And he's going to do some special things today just for you uh, here today, amen. So, Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. And we don't have to understand or know everything about all of the way that you do things, we just simply ask you to have your way here today in our hearts. 
and in our lives. And we thank you for it. If you'll speak, we are listening. And we want to know. And we'll give you all the praise and glory and honor. If you could agree with that, say amen. Amen. The scripture says, for this is how God loved the world he gave. See, love gives, doesn't it? Love gives. Everything God does is born out of who he is. And the Bible says that he is love. Now, there's a lot of opinions, you know, contrary to that. Some, you know, uh, and some couched under the idea of tough love. Uh, trying to cover up for a mean religious God. See, God is uh, love. He's tender. He's also tough. Tough enough, though. Not mean. Not harsh. Are you listening? Amen. Just tough enough. The Bible says that spare the rod, uh, spoil the child. It says if you don't discipline your children, you hate your children. To love your children is to discipline them. And to be tough enough. Do you know as I grew up there, I'd a whole lot rather have the belt than sometimes the way that he looked at me with that look in his eyes that, that showed that he was disappointed for me. That I'd made a wrong choice. Are you listening? Sometimes his silence said way more than him shouting or hollering at me. Amen. Because we tend to live for approval. We need approval. Amen. Especially from a father. You know, God so loved the world. He already approved of you before he ever knew you. For the world began, he saw you, the Bible says. And... When he did create the world, on knowing that Adam and Eve would would uh, really would would betray the trust, they would they would treason uh, themselves. Uh, the loyalty, the loyal love that God had given to them. Still, it says that he so loved, he gave. When he made them, knowing that in just a few short days, or whatever, that it would all turn upside down and inside out. When he made man, he said, oh, this is very good. He called us very good. And he's never changed his mind. He blessed us. He blessed man. Amen. All he did was figure out a way to get us back. He found, figured out a way to redeem us, and that way is he gave his only son, Jesus. That's how much he loved us. Now, you think about that, how God loved you before you ever thought of loving him. All right? Believing on Jesus Christ is believing the love that God has for us and that he's shown for us in him. So everything that God does is born out of who he is. God is love. Say this with me. God is love. See, and the scriptures tell us how. Uh, how the love of God is. It's not like the love of the world that's very conditional. You know, as long as you're perfect, as long as I, you know, in my eyes and according to my judgment, then I'll love you. But, you know, uh, slip up one time, say one thing wrong, look, be late one day, see? Are you listening? Uh, then I'll withhold that. God's not that way. Love is the very essence, the core of who God is. God doesn't just have love. He is love. 
And he's the kind of love, it's loyal love. It's a love that even if uh, we turn from him, he does not turn from us. You know, people, people will, will uh, the devil will accuse God and he'll say, well, God has abandoned you. God never abandons us, but people abandon God. God never walks off from us. We walk off from God. It's amazing, isn't it, that we could walk off from the one who loves us so much and believe the lie. Listen, and, and lay our lives on the line for a lie. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? That people would literally lay their lives on the line for a lie. And yet Jesus laid his life on the line for truth. The truth that God loves you and is unwilling to do eternity without you. The Bible says heaven was created by uh, God and it's large enough uh, for every man, woman, and child that would ever be, that would ever be born. But hell has to get bigger every day because God never intended. Every time hell enlarged, it was made for the devil and his angels. It wasn't made for man. But if you're still running with him, when you catch your last breath, you're going with him. Adam and Eve changed gods. And now listen, here on this earth, we have the opportunity to change gods, to change back. Are you listening? To the original plan, get back to the 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 God who loves us. The first, God's love gives birth to his words and actions. Everything that God does, we see his love involved in that. Amen? The first act of real love is giving, taking something of ours and giving it to the object of our love, something the one we love needs or desires. Love longs to meet the need to fulfill the desire. Oh, that the church would love God and his son as he loves us. Hasn't God loved us and given us a wonderful life here on this earth? Well, I know that things go wrong and there's some bad things. There's, some, there's a bad devil. There's some bad folks that run with the devil uh, where that's concerned. Bad things happen uh, in this life, but God never intended it to be so. Amen. God intended a life, the good life. Everybody say the good life. And it's more than just bricks and sticks and stuff. It's righteousness. It's things are right with God and this way. And so things are, are, are right this way. Amen. Things will be right. When they're right with God, they'll be right with other people. Are you listening? Even if people, listen, even if people don't love you back, that's the thing. That's the way the world loves it. Well, if you love me, you know, I'll love you. And, uh, but God just loves anyway. God loves people that don't that hate him. God told us to pray for those that despitefully use us and to pray for those that hate us. And you know when you do actually pray for them, uh, you begin to love them with the supernatural love. You don't want even you just realize you know, Lord, forgive them. They really don't know what they're doing because if they really knew me, they'd love me like you love me. Amen. We're loved by God, aren't we? You know, now what do, listen, what does God need? That is the question that a heart that truly loves God will ask. At some point in time when we begin to grow up in life and come uh, uh, to realize that the world of the stingy, the takers in life, you know. Oh, have you ever been around folks that just take from you? Just take, 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 take. It's all about taking, you know. Well, you know, after... Uh, after uh, a while, 
Everybody, including the taker, just gets sick of that. It just doesn't work, does it? Amen. But the givers, the people that are just generous with their love, with their time and their talents and their treasure, the, the, uh, the lovers are givers in life, you know. They'll, they won't just want to talk to you about themselves. They'll want to ask about how you are. Same thing with God. You know, a lot of our prayer life, uh, um, you know, especially maybe the modern church and in here in America, most of it. Now, I'm not going to ask you, you know, to look at yourself because I believe the Holy Spirit's helping you and I right now. Is most of your prayer life asking what God wants or telling him what you need? Amen. You know, it's funny, God would begin to change us as we go along. I, you know that God's changing you because it comes from the inside out. We went, uh, we were out and uh, it was late, so we decided to get a, a little bite to eat. And we were eating in this restaurant. And, and you know, uh, that's, you know, it's an expense when you eat out. And so you're thinking about the cost. So we ordered, you know, fairly sparingly or whatever. And these uh, these big old uh, boys, they were big boys, corn cornbread-fed boys, you know what I'm saying? Sheriffs, they came in, and they were eating, and uh, uh, they ordered big and all that, and we were, we were eating everything. And the thought struck me, and I knew it wasn't my thought, because the thought struck me, it said, boy, wouldn't it be nice if you paid for their lunch? And I remember looking over and thinking, them boys are eating big over there now, I can't. Uh, but I, but but I was, uh, I was thinking, you know, you know, God's changing your life when you begin to see and hear. You see what you've never seen. You hear what you've never heard, and then you'll have what you've never had before. Concern for those around you, aware even of those around you, the needs of those around you. Amen. How big can God? Make our heart. That's how big we can experience his hand. So I believe there's a connection between the heart and the hand. There certainly is with God. The heart that truly loves God at some point in time will ask. Not what God can do for me, but what can I do for God? What does he need and what does he long for? Well, God longs for those far from him to know him, to experience his amazing grace and love, and to become his children, that he might lavish on them this unending loving kindness. The love of God is something that we're asked to believe in. It says, believe the love that God has for you. And how can they believe it except someone goes and tells them? And more importantly, shows them, you know, there is a connection between the heart and the hand. It's the living love out. Not just getting the love in, but the living love out. That's where it's, we can say it, but we must also show it. You know, you can't keep it, you can't keep love in. You got to give it. You got to give it out. You know, love uh must express itself. It always does. If there's real love there, it is expressive. And giving is the best expression 
of our lives, just like God gave of, of his own life in Jesus. The Bible says it was God personally present in Jesus on the cross, reconciling the world to himself. It says he gave his only, the one and only son. It was his highest and his best. It was himself that he gave. And giving is the best expression. Our highest life and our best life will be a life of giving of our time and our talent and our treasure. Realize that it all came from God. And it's all for God, to be used for God. Now listen, it's not going to be somebody else's life. It's going to be your life. And it's supposed to be a good life where you enjoy God. If you're not enjoying God, then listen, we need to get that religion off of you. You remember the little boy that came in, the mom and dad were in the uh, bed. It was a Cheerios commercial. And he had the bowl of Cheerios. He goes, we need to get get that cholesterol off of you. We need to get that religious stuff off of you. We're supposed to... We're supposed to love God with all of our heart. Every day you get up and listen. I mean, you know, love the air you breathe in. If it stinks in your house, go outside. (laughs) If the neighbor is a chicken farm, move away from there. Amen. (laughs) To them it smells like money. It might choke you. Just move away from there. Amen. Leave them a note and tell them God loves you. So do I. But, you know, praise the Lord. I mean, when, you, when, we, when we start to see everything, even in creation, as a gift, an expression of God's love, how much he loved you, life is good. Life is not going get, to get any better with the next brick or stick or stuff. Real life starts on the inside. It can never come from the outside in. Some people postpone happiness for if this happens and when that's like this, whatever. Man, happy starts uh, with being happy with a God who loves us, a God who has given us absolutely everything. You of all people in the world live in one of the greatest places in the world where you have so much freedom and liberty to use your time and talents and and, uh, treasure in any way, shape, or form that you want to. Now listen, you... Listen, you say, well, I'm disadvantaged. You certainly are disadvantaged if you're believing the devil. You certainly are advantaged if you're believing that you have no choice. Because you have a choice. You can choose God. And when you choose God, you've chosen life. And when you obey God, you watch your life excel and exceed all expectation. Your own and, you know... Other folks. How many of you know that some people won't be happy with you when you begin to be happy? Have you ever noticed that? Boy, what happened to you? Why don't you be sad and mad like me? Well, you know, give the sad and mad over to God. You don't understand, brother. Listen, I'll come over, we'll cry all night. But remember, just remember, joy is coming in the morning. That's what I'm looking for. Hallelujah. I'll cry with you all night long. The Bible says God will cry with you all night long. But remember, joy is coming in the morning. We're, we're not going to stay in the crying and the sighing and the dying. We're going to get to the joy that's coming. 
How many of you know that you might be in a sad place right now or a mad place right, right now, but there's a glad place coming. It's say it's coming. Glad is coming. See, the morning of joy is coming. What you don't do is just don't stop. See, don't live in the dark. Come on, the light's coming. Another day, new way of God's mercy to be shown. Amen. You got to let love loose. And when you do, you never lose. You never, it's never a loss. When we choose to love, when we choose to love God. You know, the devil will try to tell you, and you know, so I say, well, I don't believe in the devil. I mean, how can you watch the news and not believe in the devil? How can you drive down the road and not believe that there's a devil? I mean, that's the truth. Now, listen, I'm not a preacher. I don't preach the curse. See, but I'm going to tell the truth about the devil now. See, the biggest, the biggest lie is that, you know, ah, oh, you know, some's just a lucky and some's just a not lucky. No, there's a devil that hates folks. And he'll kill you if he can tell you God's doing it. He'll, he'll torment you if he can tell you that God's at, at the bottom of that. And no such a thing. He's a liar, the Bible says. He's a liar. He's probably lied to a few of you this week. Told you, well, if I go to church, the roof will fall in. Look here, here you are. We're almost done. Ain't fell in yet. That lying dog. And you've been voicing that for years. Well, if I go down there, I don't know what will happen. I mean, probably the roof will fall in. Here you are. Roof ain't fell in yet. That's the love of God. Amen. See, God's not shocked by all that stuff. Amen. Yet, no lie he won't. Tear down. And there are some lies that have to be torn down. You know, the further we go, uh, the further we go in life, um, the more um, we realize how much we're loved and the easier it is to love other folks. Sometimes I don't understand why people do what they do. And, but honestly, Sid and I, we were having a conversation. I said, well, you know why that is? Is because it's brick by brick, they've, they've built a wall around their life and saying, no one will ever hurt me like that again. I will not let anybody else that close to me. See, the problem with building those kinds of walls is that it keeps even God out. The one that loves us the most. Why do you think the devil tricks people so and works on them and say, well, if that's love, if that's God, see? And it, all the while it's the devil who hates us. It's the devil just deceiving and tricking folks and saying that's God. All the bad junk. And it's just not true. No, when you let Love loose, you never lose, you never at a loss. Because love always comes and always comes back more and more. It's always a gain. Love, the Bible says, never fails. You know, when all else fails, I'll tell you, I prayed for folks and just felt like, you know, that nothing was changing or like that. So at some point in time, you just give it all over to God. You, you know, and you say, you know what, Lord, you love them more than I do. You're not going to give up. Amen. Amen. Are you listening? But I can't even pray right now. My mind's all messed up where they're concerned. Because, are you listening? 
But my heart says, you know what? They're loved and the love of God will never fail. Amen. I pray that they just believe the love that you have for them, God. Say, I am loved. You know, one scripture says, so what do we say to all this? It says, we are loved. It says, so we'll love. We are the love, so we're just going to love. And you know, uh, love like God loves. Everyone say, so will I. One scripture says that we freely receive so we can freely give. A lot of folks have a hard time giving it out because they have a hard time taking it in. The Bible says you just have to freely receive it. Isn't it amazing the amount of times that, you know, we were, were brought up this way, but somebody give you something, you want to pay for it. Well, let me pay you for that. It's a gift. Isn't it amazing how we're God that we want to somehow earn it, be good enough. Amen. It's okay to reciprocate, but you got to first just freely receive. Then you can freely give. It's not a wage that's earned. It's just grace that's given. And we, and we accept it freely. Boy, that struck a nerve right there, didn't it? I mean, it's amazing that, that such a price was paid so that such a love could be just freely given. See, religion says, no, you've got to pay for it. You've got to sign up and make timeshare payments the rest of your life throughout eternity to try to be good enough. It wasn't given that way. It's a gift of grace. It was freely given, expecting it to be freely received. Boy, I just... Want to pray for you right now? Break the power of that off of, off of you. That where you feel like that you just have to qualify or earn it. All that. If you're a sinner, you qualify. If you're a saint, boy, just barely, but you qualify too. You were probably more qualified when you were a sinner to freely receive than where you were were a saint. Now you're trying to get good enough. Both of you, Amen. Both of. Both of those categories need some help. Amen. Amen. Are you listening? There's some stuff that's too bad that your even your natural mind will block it. Do you know there's stuff that's too good that your natural mind will also block it too? You'll hear people say, oh, it's just too good to be true. Oh, honey, if it's good, it's God, and it's just too good. God's too good to us. He wants you to live a life where every day you get up and Thanksgiving isn't something you have to, you know, well, now let me think. What can I be thankful for? Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Can't be thankful for my wife. She had bad breath this morning. Can't be thankful. <sighs> Didn't make the coffee neither. Thank. I can't be thankful for my dog. My dog woke me up scratching at the door at midnight. Can't be thankful for my dog. You know, dog on that door. I've never liked that door. Wish I lived somewhere else with someone else. Had something else. I just don't like anything about my life. But Lord, I thank you. Thank you. I'm not like so and so. Oh God, I'm so glad I'm not like them. Bunch of hypocrites. Lord, I thank you. I'm not like that. Well. <laughs> I'm not really talking about that kind of thankfulness. 
uh, uh, really more along the line of, you know, <laughs> along the line of, you know, I mean, before you get out of bed, <laughs> oh, boy, thank God I'm alive. I'm telling you, the devil tried to kill me yesterday, did God, but you put me to bed, gave me sweet sleep. A thousand fell at my side and it didn't come near me. I mean, I just, I just, today's a new day and you know, woo, Lord, I'll tell you, I thank God I woke up alive again today. Like old Willie Nelson sang the song, he goes, I woke up not dead again today. <laughs> Hallelujah. I heard he gave up marijuana. That's a miracle. Glory to God. You want to know if God's on the move? I'll tell you, God is on the move. Willie Nelson woke up not dead again today, and he might have given up a few things. That, anyway, here done legalizing the boys. Anyway, glory be to God. I love Willie. I hope he's playing in heaven. Glory be to God. I'll go to that show. <clears throat> freely received because it's freely given. This is how God loves. God so loved that he gave. He gave himself. The right response, you know. The response that, that, that God really wants to hear, not as an obligation, but simply as a, a simple revelation. Well, so will I. God, if you, if you love that way, then so will I. If you live that way, so will I. If that's your way, well, that's going to be my way too. Pastor Ron's going to come and We'll close this out today. I'm so glad that we had this time uh, together to share. Uh, It says, well, you did most of the sharing. Yeah, but thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I know God appreciates it. Sometimes beyond what's said, you know, I tell you, you come into church like this and you just feel something. I mean, you feel something. halfway sensitive at all you feel something not hot or cold or uncovered you feel something let me tell you that something is a someone you know I was getting ready today and uh, as we prepare all week we pray it's the best thing anybody can ever do for you is to pray for you don't pray for uh, you know uh, wonderful words and great programs, all that kind of stuff. We actually pray for God, you know who's going to be here today. We pray that they'd see you, that they'd hear you. But more importantly, that they would encounter and experience you. And you know, while I was getting, uh, getting ready uh, today, we walk by faith, we don't walk by sight. You know, all day yesterday I was praying over today and things, you know, just mindful and aware. You know how when you have a, something coming up, like a doctor's appointment or a dentist's appointment or a lawyer's appointment, you're mindful of it even though it's not that day, but you're mindful of that, amen. And of course, you know, because uh, it's not that moment, you know, there's not that movement in time. But this morning when I was uh, getting ready and, and uh, spending my time with the Lord and really after that as well as making my coffee and all that kind of stuff that uh, just seemed like such a stir just a yearning and an urging on the inside of me that I could
couldn't describe it any more than just that, you know, expressing itself in, in sort of a feeling, you know. And uh, some of you have, might have experienced that, encountered that uh, today. That might be your experience right now. Let me, let me help you with that, because you may not be used to spiritual things, but that's God. That's the Holy Spirit. Him stirring and yearning and urging you towards God to look and to listen to find out so you can discover and what better place to be in today than sitting here and hearing about God's heart You don't have to worry about God's hand. God's hand's all around us. And even even if we're not, listen, even, even if we're not aware how his hand has kept you this week from what the devil designed, how his hand has taken care of you this week. Like the little sparrow, your eye might not have been towards him, but his eye was on you all the time. Not one hair of your head stayed in your brush or comb this morning what God discounted it because he knows the numbers. Now he's worked all week long to bring you to a place where we'd be here right here today at this moment a time where he would move on your heart and on your life and ask you to believe the love that he has for you. Now at different times and different places in our life love comes to mean different things things in different ways. If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus for the first time, because I'll have to tell you every day when I walk the floor, it's walking the floor for more. I ask Jesus to to come into my life in a, in a greater way today than yesterday. But I'm talking today if for the very first time you haven't really opened your heart to freely receive the love that's freely given. Today would be a great day to do that. Perhaps you're here today and somehow things have happened in life and you've closed your heart. You know, it's amazing. There have been times when I just told God, you know, maybe you just need to go somewhere else for a while. (laughs) Put God out. It's all right. He'll sit on the bench out there in the yard till you feel better. Because he's not really going there. He's like, I'll be right here on the porch when you want me. Anyway. You might want, not want me here right now, but I want to be here because I want you with me forever. I don't know where you're at and, and, and what your situation is, but I do know this. God loves you. God wants to give you a good life. God wants to bless you and make you into a blessing. wants to give you a life like you never knew before. God wants you to freely receive his love so that you can overflow with that and freely give that to other folks that don't know anything about that or know less than you do. So while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, let's pray this simple prayer either for the first time or for this time. Jesus. I really do need you. 
Lord, I really do want you to be more in my life than you've ever been. Jesus, come into my heart and take this life and give me your life. I freely receive what you so freely give right now. I thank you, Lord, that I'm forgiven. I forgive myself. I forgive others. to follow you. If you'll help me, I'll live for you. If you'll go with me, I'll go your way the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for coming and dying for me. Thank you for giving me the greatest gift of all. A new heart, new life, a new opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you meant that prayer, and I, I'm going to tell you what now. Uh, seal the deal. Uh, there'll be folks that are up here afterwards, and they've been exactly where you're at, and they'll pray with you. But there's something about, the Bible says, for it says, for with the heart, a person believes unto uh, righteousness with God, rightness with God. But with the mouth, so that there's a confession, a profession of faith unto salvation. Amen. You seal the deal, see, by telling somebody. And it's the first steps of a life of go tell. Go tell what great things the Lord has done for you. And they'll pray with you about everything and anything. No reason for you to go out of here the same way you came in. If you need healing in your body, if you need a prayer over trouble uh, in your life, anything at all, nothing's too great or too small. If it's heavy in your heart, uh, you know, it takes humility to do that, I realize. Folks are not going to ask you for all the dirty details or this or that. You know, you don't, that's not what this is about. But it is a very powerful exchange but through confession, there, there is a removal, and the prayer of faith, there is a replacement in uh, our life. There's some, there's some things that can only ex- be exchanged at the altar. And two people can stand here and build an altar uh, in front of God and exchange uh, between heaven and earth, and it's a very, very powerful thing. God bless you. Uh, we thank you for coming today. Like Pastor Kelly said, there's so many other places that you could have uh, been. But I believe that this is the greatest investment of our time and our talent and our treasure is to find out what God wants uh, from us and that uh, we be willing uh, to do that. You're going to have a blessed week. This is a great year. You're going to see God move in great ways in your life. There are going to be miracles that take place. Oh, yes, I declare it in the name of Jesus. As you go, you're going to see. Look for God. Watch uh, for God. If you'll make it a month, February, a month of focus, you'll find that God has already made February a month of favor. And there'll be favors everywhere you go. God will be doing for you, uh, for you things that, uh, that he wants done for you, causing things to happen. That there's, it's just 
the, the, favor of, the flavor of favor everywhere you go. Say, I'm loved, I'm favored, and I'm focused on Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.